socks. Go, 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 go. Let's go, 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 White Sox. Chicago is proud of you. This is White Sox Weekly. Chicago baseball conversation on the new flagship home of the Sox, 720 WGN. Ah, if every day could be like today, look at the White Sox, six in the fifth, two in the sixth. They leave the Rangers, eight, one. Carmen Harry with you, White Sox Weekly. Hope you're having a great Saturday. Harry, we're going to talk to Scott Merkin at 435. Harry, we are creeping ever. Do you know what today is? Uh, yes, it's Creep People Out Day. It's March the 9th. Do you know what opening day is? Opening day is soon, dude, and it's against the Texas Rangers. Yes, that is correct. We are down, Harry. We are down to... 17? I believe it is 19, sir. Let me... 19 days. 19, and baseball will be here. I'm, I'm ready for it, and the White Sox, you know, they're they're fighting the injury bug. Nicky Delmonico tried his hardest to kill himself yesterday, but he couldn't. Hopefully he's going to be okay. Uh, the White Sox, despite the injuries, I'm I'm liking the attitude. I'm liking this, you know, the Manny stuff has gone away, and the guys want, they can't wait to play. And uh, there's a lot of reasons to believe in the Chicago White Sox. Well, the main reason I think you want to have optimism as we look for a beautiful, listen, when you look at the division mm-hmm. and you look at the Detroit Tigers, massive rebuild, might be the worst team in baseball. Right. The Royals. They a good minor league system. Sure. The Royals are light years away as well. And Ned Yost, by the way, I don't know if you're paying much attention to Ned Yost at spring training, but holy cantankerous Ned Yost with the media. Every single day, I'm like, you, you guys are asking me questions about what's going to happen during the season. How am I supposed to answer that? It's, it's, it's March, the, March the 8th. It's March 7th. Like he's, it's a very testy Ned Yost over there. And, so, and, and he lost his best player for the year. Salvador Perez yeah. out for the year. The Royals picking up a catcher today who's not Salvador Perez. And then, uh, look, you might get a surprise team in Minnesota. You might not. And then who knows what the Indians are going to be. So, uh, Unfortunately, I think we all know. Well, the, the, Indians got three, the Indians got three studs at the top of the rotation. They've got you know um, a great third baseman, a spectacular shortstop. Right, but if they start out slow, those Corey Kluber rumors continue to be out there. Perhaps the Indians, if baseball's a funny game. Cleveland's been doing it for a long time at the top of the division. Last year they started out slow. I'm just saying, if you're if you are looking for acceleration of a timeline, the biggest reason is the division right now, which is um, you know one of the. One of the reasons why I personally thought that if I was Manny Machado looking at that division, you're looking at 10 years deep and all that, and he got more money to go to San Diego, more guaranteed dough. I get it. But I don't know. If I was Manny Machado looking at that division, competing rather than going to San Diego, you're competing against the Dodgers, you're competing against the Diamondbacks. You're Instead, I'm looking at the AL Central for the next three, four years. I like my chances to have put up huge numbers against who's pitching. But whatever, that's, that is here and gone. The uh, the White Sox, a lot's being written this week about the outfield, Harry. Yes. And they do, we are in a holding pattern for Eloy Jimenez, who uh, will be up at the end of April. Yeah. Not having a great spring, by the way. He's in 150. Not that anybody, it doesn't matter, it's spring training. I get it, but he's not having a great spring. Right, but who would you rather have? I, mean, I can't wait for him to get up oh, of, of course. And of course, they're very smart, they're very intelligent not to bring him up. It's the whole Chris Bryant thing. 
let's you know control him for another year. Eli is going to be uh, fantastic. But Luis Robert and and Mike Rodolfo are both going to start at single A this year. So that I mean that really is your dream outfield, assuming the White Sox don't add any free agents along the way. Bryce Harper selling a gazillion jer- jerseys in Philly, but I wouldn't have paid him that money either. So you're looking for some big time production out of guys like. I would hope Daniel Palka. I would hope Nicky Delmonico. But it could just be that you're going with a very, very light-hitting outfield. John Jay, Adam Engel, I mean, you're, you're, and, and maybe Leuri's out there. I mean, that is, you're, you are, you might get 10 home runs combined from well, those three. Well, well, right now, Palka's hurt, right? And yeah. uh, Delmonico's hurt. And uh, Delmonico yesterday, they brought him in in the seventh inning. He went for a fly ball. He crashed into the wall, went went through the fence into the bullpen, and hit his head hard on a pole. He wasn't going that fast. He, he is, it's, he's got what they're quoting a mild concussion. He's out five to seven days is what they're saying. I think it didn't look fun, but it could have been worse all at the same time. They're, and Nicky is, a, is, a, is on the bubble to make this team, Harry. Yeah, I don't know if he was going to make it. You know, I mean, he's, he hasn't been hitting. You know, two years ago, before he got hurt, he was on second base every time he came up. But, you know, he hasn't been doing that um, lately. I don't know if he was going to make it. But, you know, they've got, uh, you know, Basabi. You know, I'm worried about him health-wise. He's going to start at Double-A, Birmingham. And, uh, you know, you just... There's reason to believe. Look, if you're a Sox fan, there's reason to believe, and they've, there's like seven, you know, pretty prominent players that are injured right now for the White Sox. Yep. And, hey... Spring training stats are not exactly, you don't want to read too much into them, right? But, for the record, Nicky Delmonico was having a very strong spring before he got dinged yesterday, 6 for 15, hitting 400. Uh, and then others, you know, Papalka comes back yesterday, he's, he's, he's it's a, the smallest of sample sizes, but I wonder about a guy, he's 1 for 7, I wonder about a guy who overachieved last year by what, People thought he was going to do at least released by the twins. Mm-hmm. Can he twenty seven bombs? Yeah, can he be actually better than what he was and become a, an actual and, legitimate right. middle of the order left handed hitting power guy? I mean, that's a huge question going into the year. And, he, and if he stays healthy, he's going to get an opportunity to prove it. And another guy we should mention if we're talking about outfielders is Brandon Geyer, who is also banged up. Uh, he's hurt. So we don't know if he's going to be ready to go for the start of the season. But right now you've got like two healthy, ready-to-go outfielders in, uh, you know, Angle and John Jay. And, you know, someone else is going to get a chance. And maybe it's Leary. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. And Leary's talking about, hey, I can play some shortstop for you. I can play left. I can play center. I can play. You don't, you don't want in an ideal world. It's great to have a guy like that on the team. You don't want him playing every day. That's not that's not the vision for Elior. At least, certainly not every day at one position. If you're sprinkling him around, playing him four or five days a week, that okay, fine. But that's not an everyday guy. By the way, you can enter the home opener sweepstakes for your chance to win two platinum box tickets for the White Sox home opener. That's coming up Thursday, April fourth, versus the Mariners. Visit whitestock whitesox.com slash h o sweeps today slash h o Home opener, H.O. Sweeps today. You figure that out all by yourself? All by myself. Curtis tell you? All by myself, Curtis. So I, Curtis 
Curtis didn't. I, I need help from Curtis for other things. Sox fans, single game tickets are now on sale. Join us for an exciting 2019 season. There's great giveaways. There's promotions all season long. Lower level tickets start as low as twenty dollars to see the White Sox. Visit WhiteSox.com to purchase your tickets today. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Would love to hear from you, White Sox fans, if you want to. Speak to reasons why you feel the White Sox perhaps are going to surprise in 2019 coming back. But I'd like to talk about the pitching, Harry. We'll talk about the pitching and what that's looking like, how that bullpen is shaping up. you got some new names. We'll hit on that coming on back here. And Scott Merkin coming up at 435, 720 WGN. 720 WGN, White Sox Weekly. Hope you're having a great Saturday. Blackhawks hockey coming up tonight. Big game. To say the least, Blackhawks need to win tonight. Win out? What do you think? Win out? They need to win almost all the time. And, uh, you know, Jeremy Colleton was um, uh, mixing the Minute Maid on uh, Thursday night, put new lineup together. John Hayden skating with Taser and Saad. Kane was on the third line. Of course, if Kane's on a line, it's hardly the third line. But nice rally for victory by the Blackhawks, and they got to get the Dallas Stars tonight. And they're back on United Center Ice Monday against the Coyotes. Winning is fun. Fun is winning. So says Ozzie Gian. Yes. He's not working for ESPN anymore. That news came out this week. Yeah, he's not the only one. <laughs> for a convenient, secure way to manage and access your game tickets, you could choose mobile ticket delivery when you purchase online. Visit WhiteSox.com for info on mobile ticketing. Hey, experience a game this season from the Goose Island. It's the newest addition to Guaranteed Rate Field. It is spec. This area in right field features a variety of seating options, including field-level views, group party areas, and individual seating. Sounds like a good place for bachelor and bachelorette parties to me. For more information, call 312-674-1000 or visit WhiteSox.com. you think they'll give me a deal on that? I think so. Yeah. Is your dad going to be your best man? I was probably going to do best man with my brothers, Harry. Oh, that's really but the dad touching. Best, dad best man thing's not a bad idea. I didn't even know that was an option. I know people did that here. But let's talk about uh, the White Sox here on White Sox Weekly. We can get into my personal life on the beat if you want. Ronaldo Lopez has had a rough spring coming mm-hmm. into today. But four innings, three hits, gave up only one run, walked two, and struck out seven. That is what you wanted to see from Ronaldo Lopez today. His ERA lowers to 6.75 on the spring. And guys, at the start of spring training, they tend to be working on things. They're not trying to blow hitters away. So, and especially the more established you are. So, the numbers with Lopez are a little more concerning because he's going into his second full year and you want to see him coming out strong. But I wouldn't, uh, you can't be overly concerned a couple starts in the desert. Good to see him pitch well today. Yeah, I mean, they they need him. They're going to need him pretty big time. And uh, hopefully, he'll come through. You know, there's, uh, you're, you're as good as you're pitching. Right, I mean, you can you can uh, get yeah. hot. You can get hot for a couple days with your bats, but you're as good as your pitching. And, you know, and last year the White Sox starting pitching disappointed. You know, they're going to have Carlos Rodon healthy all year. Hopefully, he'll be you know consistent. He was a beast. He had that little section there of season where he was just a beast. And um, uh, you know, I, I'm surprised he doesn't garner more respect. So Rodon has pitched very well this spring. He's got seven innings uh, on the book so far. He's given up only four hits in those seven. 
It's three, damn good. Three earned runs. He struck out five. Opponents are earning 167 against him. We spoke to Carlos numerous times last year, had him on White Sox Weekly. This is a guy who very, very much wants to be the number one starter on the staff. And I think it's important that you have a guy who has that mindset. Not that, oh, okay, we don't have anyone else to do it, I'll step into it, versus I want to be that guy. And Rodon has that mindset. We'll, yeah. see, we'll see if he can handle it. He's got to stay healthy. But clearly, going into the season, that's that's the guy at the top of the rotation. And I'm not saying he's Chris Sale, but he is the same recipe of uh, you know for success that Chris, Chris Sale was he was a high draft pick. The White Sox used their top pick to get him, and he was up in the bigs before you can say, you know, Jack Robinson. And uh, you got to like what he does. You know, he's a lefty. He's got to, you know, just uh, stay consistent. That's the biggest thing you want from these guys. You know, you think of him as like, you know, being a, a veteran, you know, because he's been around, been on the in the organization for a few years. Now he's only 26, and there's so many pitchers that don't find themselves until, you know, late 20s. So I, I think there's reason to believe Carlos Rodon is going to dominate. Dominate. Yes, dominate. Okay. okay. I'm telling you, he's a beast, Carm. He's oh, a hey. beast waiting to happen. I love watching him compete. So here, here, let's just talk about the rotation. you got Rodon at the top, mm-hmm. Lopez, who we mentioned, which I, I think will slot into the two spot. I would assume Ivan Nova is going to be your three starter. And Lucas Giolito, that is, to me, if the White Sox are actually going to surprise in 2019, Giolito is an enormous key. And... Last year, he had the highest ERA in all of baseball for a good portion of the year. Yeah, it wasn't even close. And then he started to pitch better in the second half. He's done a lot of stuff off the field in the offseason, coming into spring training. I mean, so far it hasn't been good. Again, spring training. But he's pitched in two games, four and two-thirds innings, eight hits, six runs, four earned. Opponents are batting three forty-eight against him. Uh, his whip is 1.93. These are not great numbers. These are bad numbers. But again, spring training. But I, look, I think if there's one guy you want to see get off to a strong start this year, and we can talk to uh, more about this with Scott Merkin coming up after 4.30, I think for me, Giolito would be my number one pick. To see that that guy is actually going to be something. At the end of 2017, I thought Lucas Giolito had some very beautiful games. He 2018. The, the, uh, no, I'm saying the year before that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. 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 Absolutely. He did. Right. He did. When he when he was up late in 2017. You know, I don't drink anymore, Carm. I I know what you're talking about. Apparently, I do. My bad. That's okay. I can understand why. You know, fiance keeps pushing the date back, pushing the date back. Lucas Giolito's got that sweeping curve, and when he's on, I think he's you know he's got a he's got a potential to be very good. I also think um, there's a very good chance that Carson Fulmer makes this team. As a as a relief pitcher, which could be interesting. Well, he's they've certainly been running him out there a lot in spring training. He's already pitched four games. No, he's thrown seven innings, seven hits, seven runs. Mm-hmm. The walks is what bothers me with Carson Fulmer. Given up, he's given up a couple homers. The walks are what bothers me. I apologize, Mom. No problem. Is Mom listening right now? Um, she wouldn't know if she was. Carson Fulmer, to his credit, has struck out eight batters though in his seven innings of work. So. He can be. He can be. He can be. He's a very talented pitcher, but his biggest problem is his control. He, well, right. He's only walked two so far in spring, Harry. But you're at, over time. Of course, that's the case. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, 
I mean, I think he makes the team in that bullpen. Whether he sticks, that'll be another story. He's I don't I don't he's not going to have the long rope that he had in the past. The bullpen is shaping up to be Colome is your closer. Mm-hmm. Kelvin Herrera setting up. Nate Jones right there too. Jace Fry, Caleb Frere, and I suppose Ian Hamilton makes this team. Manny Manuelos who, who pitched uh, well yesterday. Yeah, and he could be the fifth starter right? as well. Southpaw. So we'll we'll. Uh, you, that those you know the back end of that bullpen always tends to move around a ton, and Manny's been around the league uh, you know quite a bit here. But uh, you know, maybe if if Irvin Santana is not healthy, that could be your fifth starter, right? And uh, you know, Irvin Santana is a really nice signing. You know, whenever he gets up, I think the White Sox will benefit from that signing very much. You know, it's a uh, you know, it's with these young guys, you just hope. That they reach their potential. All you can do is put them in a position to succeed, and you hope that they reach their potential. 312-981-7200 is the phone number if you want to jump on in here. Uh, real quick before news, Scott, welcome to 720 WGN, talking some White Sox. What's up, Scott? Uh, I, I, here's what I like. Uh, Giolito, I've spoken to him recently, and he said he's in the best physical shape he has been since he's... He's been in the majors. You spoke to Giolito, Scott? Yes, I did. Were you at spring training? No, I was at a, a party where he was at and and uh, for the White Sox. And he is ready to have a breakout year. Uh-huh. Was this a, a party that, like, you but you guys both happen to know the people at the party, or was it like a, an it event a for fans? Sox, a White Sox-sponsored event. Ah. So, uh, so I believe that you guys, right in that Rodon is going to be a beast. But Giolito's the key. Giolito's the key to, to to winning the final wild card spot. <laughs> well, I mean, Rodon, I believe, could be one of the better pitchers in all of baseball. I mean, they use third third pick in the draft, and um, just he's you know a, a monster. Giolito, I would I would love consistency out of a Lucas Giolito. Well, Scott, we're up against news here, but you just called in with a personal relationship with Lucas Giolito, and you just predicted the White Sox will win a wild card. Will be in the wild card, which is the last wild card position. Yep, that's okay. what I'm predicting. So we and want... I heard Mark. I heard Mr. Carmen laugh at that. So I'd like to wager some, some oh. something with Mr. Carmen what, what? on that on that coming to fruition. I don't care what it is, but I'm willing to make, make a bet. Okay, well, see, I think that we should have a bet that will be paid off at guaranteed rate field. Uh, and I don't. I'm not listening. I'm not wanting to bet against the White Sox being the second right. wild card here. But why don't we? We'll I'll have to think about this. But uh, you know, we, we we clearly there should be dinner a, with Lucas Giolito. Would you like to on on March the ninth, caller Scott? Would you like to put down a number on how many wins the White Sox will pick this year? And if and if you get and if you get within five, we'll 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 give you uh, a major WGN prize back to be determined at a later time. I'll, I'll I'll pick it right now. They'll win eighty six games. Eighty. Oh, I like it. All right. Quite a step up from last year. Quite a step up. All right. The, the young the players got to learn how to play baseball sometime. Yeah. Is that your sometime wife? Better than the present. Is that your wife in the background? Yes. You she, tell, she knows. How to, go ahead. Yeah, tell her you're talking White Sox on WGN. Oh, she knows. She loves the White Sox. She's out there with me every. Uh, anytime I'm there, she's with me right aside. That's awesome. You got any kids? 
kids. I got two kids. They're always out there also. Whenever they're in town, I got a 20 year old, and then I got a 13 year old. He's always with us. And whenever she's in town, she's sitting right next to us. us. We're avid White Sox fans. I like this guy. You just need to add in, and I always listen to White Sox Weekly. It's the best show on the radio. Just got to throw that in. Guys, I think you guys are smart baseball guys. There we go. So that's you, you have us confused. <laughs> All right, eight eighty-six wins within five. Uh, I'm going to put you on hold here. Our Curtis is going to take your information. We, we gotta, Hang on. We got to slide him tickets, Carl. Well, we, he doesn't, doesn't sound like he needs any tickets. Oh, we can do something some, for him. Though. All something. Right. Quick timeout. There's some optimism for you, White Sox fans. This is, uh, we'll get to news next, 720 WGN. A, we have a mi- you're on the air with that one. Dude. We're at a we're a minor faux pas here, uh, which is totally fine. Turn on Mike Merkin, Scott Merkin, MLB.com with us. We tr- we were going to play Michigan State because there's a huge co- college basketball game tonight. I don't know if you're aware of it, Scott, but uh, we played the Michigan fight song by accident for Merkin, who went to Michigan. We were going to taunt you, but apparently we're just giving you love, Scott Merkin. Welcome to the beat. Uh, welcome to White Sox Weekly. How are you? <laughs> Welcome to the beat and the white and, and, and the show today. Yeah, it's a it's a big game now for a share of the title with a team that Michigan beat by like twenty five earlier in the season. But I I see the uh, the gritty Wildcats could not pull off the upset today on Senior Day at uh, in Evanston. That's a shot. They gave they gave it all they had, Scott Merkin. And uh, sure, sure. Well, that's all you can ask. There you go. Well, good luck. Let's let's talk about the. Let's talk about the pitching staff here. Uh, Ronaldo Lopez on, on the mound, Merck, today, and uh, I'm, I'm reading you on Twitter. He, he told you that he had his best stuff of the spring today. Certainly the numbers back that up. What, what By your your eyes, the, the, the Merkin eye test, would you say he looked better than he has early in the spring? Yeah, he looked pretty good the whole spring, actually. I know the numbers don't totally equate to that because, you know, you, you're working on stuff and you make a bad pitch and it ends up in a three-run homer and you're only going three or four innings, so that's, you know... Uh, a little skewed, but yeah, he looked good today. He struck out seven, and in the third inning alone, he got he struck out Odor, Mazzara, and Gallo, which is pretty much the heart of the Rangers' order. And what Lopez said he really liked uh, talking to us through interpreter Billy Russo was that he said he used the slider on all three hitters to to finish him off, and that was a pitch that he didn't feel great with last year, but he feels better with now, and it's been a focus of his in spring training, and was a focus of his today. And he did a good job with it. Yeah, he, he had a, a real, real nice out. It was real smooth out there today. All right, so Scott, you know, th- there were moments last year where Rodon got beat up, but there were other moments where I saw a beast on the hill. The White Sox with Chris Sale, with Jim Parquet, had, you know, high first-round picks that they brought up to the bigs pretty soon that were left-handers that had great success. Look in your crystal baseball. Tell me what you see for Carlos Rodon in 2019. Well, I think the key thing for Carlos Rodon is, and it, it probably hurt him a little at the end of last year, which you know he wouldn't say, but you know he put a lot of work in just to get back last year after the surgery and you know the rehab that he went through. So you know by the time the last couple starts in September, which were were bad, and it was a rough September for him overall, he you know had probably kind of hit a wall, and that was what he had left. But remember, he comes into this season fully healthy. There was no rehab work directly over the offseason aside from, you know, preventive stuff that I'm sure he does all the time now. And although Ricky Rentria said that he's not going to be announcing it for a week to 10 days, somewhere in that range, right. I would be surprised if it's anyone but Carlos Rodon. And Carlos probably knows at this point that he's the opening day starter on a March 28th in Kansas City. And, you know, I think he's going to show that he's a top-of-the-rotation guy. He, he had some of those great stretches last year without his, you know, top 
peak velocity that we've seen him hit at times. So I think a year from removed from surgery, you're going to see good things from Carlos Rodon. This is going to be a guy who's going to, you know, kind of lead the way for this White Sox staff. Why is uh, Ricky playing coy on the opening day starter? Uh, you know, it's his choice. He, he runs the show, so he can, uh, he can, you know, he, he the way he described it is he doesn't want to, you know, have an opening day starter and something happens and everyone says, oh, that happened to the opening day starter. That's fine. That's his reasoning behind it. And it's, he, he makes the final call, so we'll wait for the seven and ten. Yeah, I, I will say that Robin Ventura, I remember the year that Jose Quintana had the opening day start, didn't really announce that until, you know, later in spring training. So it just may be the, the way the White Sox go when you don't have – I mean, Rodon seems to me to be the – pretty clear choice, but certainly is not a guy like Sale or Burley who kind of had that automatically every year when they were there because they were the, the number one guy on the staff. By the way, just a little, I'm not sure if, if Bob had this in sports or not, but Bradley beats Loyola in college buckets today, 53-51. Whoa. So, so the Ramblers are out of the the Valley Tournament. Porter, Moser, NIT bound. Looking like the NIT for Loyola. Continuing on with Scott Sister, Merkin. I'm guessing Sister Jean didn't make the uh, game today? I, I, I don't, I'm assuming she was there, Harry. Uh, but, she was there yesterday. I got to say, some of, the, some of the bracketologies I've seen, it had Michigan as a two-seed in Loyola as a 15. I'm like, I don't, I don't want any part of that matchup again. They took care of him last year, and that was... So I'm sorry to see. I mean, Loyola was a great story for Chicago sports, not just Chicago basketball, which, you know, has not been... Aside from Northwestern's, you know, uh, one-season run, there hasn't been good for a long time. And, and, and I remember, you know, I grew up in the... As I'm sure Harry knows, too. Grew up in the heyday of DePaul when DePaul was like the pro basketball team in Chicago. You know? Yeah, Terry Cummings, Mark Aguirre. which which was the heyday sure. of Loyola until last year. Al Frederick Hughes was running around. I mean, right. outside of sixty three. That that Mark Aguirre team almost spoiled the Larry Bird Magic Johnson championship. I think they lost by like two points that, in Indiana State in the right. semifinal. That yeah, year. final four. They were there. Talking with Scott yep. Merkin on White Sox Weekly here. Merk today is sponsored by Mazda of Orland Park and ZoomZoomNation.com, where they're always trying to make your car shopping fun. Merk, uh, who's impressed you the most this spring? If you're like, hey, guys, you should know this. This dude looks great. What would you say? Wow, that's a, that's a good question. Kind of caught me off. I mean, I, I like what Moncada's done switching over to third base. I like the work he put in coming into spring to try and get himself, you know, in a better place after the 217 strikeouts. You know, a year that was probably below his talent last year. I think Lopez has looked great. I'll give you an off the rate, two off the radar guys. Ryan Burr, who just pitched uh, about five minutes before you guys called me, threw another scoreless inning, and I think he's given up one run in seven innings and struck out eight this spring. He got hit a little time with the White Sox last year. And there's a young kid named Danny Mendick who is a non-roster invite who's hit like 400 and can play all over the infield, also can play outfield if he said if they want him to. And really, it's, it's kind of cool to talk. I mean, not that everyone doesn't appreciate what they're doing out here, but he's just talking about how he's loving every minute of you know spring training. And as a 22nd-round draft pick, and I think it was 2015, not a lot of expectations. So he said he doesn't really have anything to lose just to show what he can do. So, you know, a couple of younger guys like that have kind of jumped up and, and had good. And it's good to see Mike Rodolfo back in the lineup after coming back from Tommy John and getting some cuts as designated hitters. So that's a, that's a positive, too. You know, uh, we talked before the uh, before spring training started about who would be in the leadoff spot, and uh, I'm not at all surprised, even though he's getting up there in age, that John Jay keeps batting leadoff. Wouldn't you say he's the leadoff man every game he plays? 
you know, I have a birthday coming up in a week, and if John Jay's getting up in age, Harry, I'm in a lot of trouble in that case because I'm, I'm I'm a little bit older than John Jay now. But yeah, I, 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 I see Jay you was, as I see you as the, the exact same person, by the way, physically, you know, <laughs> mentally. <laughs> of course, of course. You mean the exact same person as John Jay, or the exact same person as I was younger? Or no, it's them? just you, you and John Jay. I mean, it's really hard. Sure, Sometimes exactly, yeah. I'll see you, you know, I'll see John Jay, and I'll call him Scott. I go, how come Rookin's not answering me? <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, I, I think he will lead off, and I think Leary Garcia will have a chance to lead off when he's in there, too. I would say those are the two main guys, and probably Moncada hitting second and Abreu third in the lineup. How do you think it breaks out with Yonder and Abreu as far as first base and DHing? I mean, you know, Abreu doesn't like playing, or doesn't like serving as DH. He likes being in the field, being part of the action. Uh, Yonder has not played at DH much in his career. I don't know if it'll be an even split, but I think that'll be really by gut feel for you know Ricky Renteria. I think you have both guys who can you know do a good job at first base. Both know what they have to do at DH, so I think it's just going to be you know what Ricky feels in, in the game or at the week at that time to see how he's going to break it down. I realize that there are two young catchers that at some point will be up with the White Sox, but it seems to be right. very important that Wellington Castillo gets off to a great start. What have you seen this spring from Wellington? Yeah, you know, he's ready to go after last year's, you know, um, you know, susp- suspension, the 80 games that he lost. And he's, you know, uh, kind of back where he was at the beginning of the season. And let's not overlook James McCann. You know, James McCann has mm-hmm. done a good job kind of getting to know the, the pitchers because, you know, Wellington had a, a good working knowledge of the guys in the staff from last year and spring training at the time he was with the team. But McCann has come in and he's caught Rodon. He caught Lopez today, hit a long home run today. And I, you know, I think, you know, in this day and age, you really don't have kind of, a, a pure starter and a pure backup as a catcher. You have a guy who's kind of your number one, which is Castillo, but you also have the you know the backup get a decent amount of time too. So I think it's a good pairing for the White Sox, just as I think you know Collins and Zavala could be a good pairing in the future. I think if Collins does get to the majors this year, which I think it's a pretty good chance, he'll probably come up as some sort of hybrid of you know catcher, first base, DH, doing a little bit of everything because he has worked in first base during uh, first base during spring training. Couple more minutes here with Scott Merkin, who's kind enough to join us while the White Sox are playing, which is very generous of you, Merk. We appreciate it. Uh, should should uh, White Sox fans be concerned by Lucas Giolito's spring numbers? No, again, you know, I'm writing a story for today about the bullpen, and you look at like um, the lefty kind the lefty trio of Fry, Bummer, and Fur, who've all had you know some level of success last year, and all could hour in play to break camp with the team and they've been bad this spring but i don't think it's so much worry as you know this is more about the process than the results i think you're more focused on getting ready for the season than putting up zeros every time you're out there and you know i, I giolito has done a ton of work to kind of revamp things and he's changed his delivery a little bit he's changed his mental focus so i think it's kind of all work in progress for him but i i, I do think it's important for him to get off to a good start i, I don't think that he can be a guy who can have a rough April and take it from there. I think he's in a better place overall, and he said he's he's got a set routine, he told me now, and he's, you know, whether it's seven shutout innings or five runs in five innings, he's going to keep the same routine, which is a good thing to have. But yeah, I don't think, I wouldn't go too much by the numbers in spring training. I think it's more about the process. I, I'm a big Jace Fry guy. I think playing here, you know, the whole season, you know, uh, I think 57 ought to, and I'm surprised they didn't retire that for Kevin Byrne, by the way. But uh, I think Jace, <laughs> I think Jace Fry will be great. My favorite question to ask Sox fans is who is the longest tenured Sox fan? And that is 65, Nate Jones. I hope you're going to do a prominent mention of Nate Jones in your story. 
Yeah, I mean, Nate's, Nate's a featured part of that. Nate, Nate's seen it all at this point now. Nate, you know, can talk about way back when in 2012 when he was here. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think the second longest tenured is Leori Garcia as as a member of the White Sox. I think it's Nate with uh, Avi Garcia going to Tampa now. But, yeah, Nate, Nate's a key guy to have when he's healthy. I mean, Rick's done a good, Rick Hahn's done a good job there of, you know, kind of following the, the mold of bullpens. You know, you, you can't just have – Gone are the days of just the Mariano Rivera's or the Trevor Hoffman's or the right, right. Bruce Suiters and other guys to fill in. You got to have three or four options down there, and they do have that. They have Nate Jones, they have Calvin Herrera who threw a scoreless inning today, and they have Alex Calme who I would guess starts the season as closer. And then you have younger guys like Jace Fry and Ian Hamilton. You know, uh, Dylan Covey's looked very good this spring, so he could be an option in the bullpen if he doesn't get that fifth starter spot. So there's there's a lot of choices to have, and that's you, need, you know it's a game of as Hawk Harrelson would say it's a game of bullpens right now, and he's he's right about that. The Sox really shape up as the best bullpen in the AL Central going into the season. We got a man there. That <laughs> <laughs> gum right, Merck. Appreciate it. James McCann with a home run today. White Sox are what is it nine one now, Merck, in the eighth inning. It was 8-1 when I walked out of the press box, so they might have scored since then. I, I, I think they, they tacked on one more. Mark, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. We'll see you at Guaranteed Rate Field sooner than later. All right, and good luck to the Wolverines tonight. Go green! <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> Stop. All right. <laughs> Scott Market down in the desert on White Sox Weekly as we uh, get the live update for you. Sox leading the Angels 9-1. Quick timeout. White Sox Weekly, 720 WGN. Seven twenty WGN White Sox Weekly. Mark Carmen, Harry Tynowitz with you. Hope you're having a great Saturday. We're playing broke and because because there, there's so many socks that are hurt. Now your guy Daniel Palka, who you're thinking about marrying if you don't marry Chelsea, he came back. So it's great that Daniel Palka's back. He's been nursing a quad. Left hamstring injury. He was yeah, out for Thank ten- you, hamstring. Yes, he hadn't. He, he hurt it back on February the 24th, which was the second day of Cactus League play. But now back and rolling, Daniel Palka. Yeah. Who, who else, Harry? Uh, Luis Robert uh, has a jammed thumb, and uh, he should be ready to go in a few days. Now, a guy who won't be ready uh, is Delmonico. He might be ready. For the start of the season, we don't even know if he's going to make the team. But Nicky Delmonico yesterday, they brought him in a game in the seventh inning, and um, he went out. You know, the ball will find you. He's not a great. You know, I like Nicky Delmonico. He's not a great defensive outfield to start with. He went crashing through the wall, and uh, he hit his head on a post pretty hard, and he had to be carted off the field. So they think that he may be ready for the start of the season. And again, we don't know where he's going to start the season, but hopefully he'll be okay. And, um, you know, then you've got, uh, you know, a couple other big, um, you know, like, you know, injuries to worry about. Uh, one would be, uh, you know, um, young pitching prospect who, uh, you know, Dane Dunning, who they, Dr. James Andrews looked at, but he doesn't need to have surgery. So hopefully he'll be back with just like rest and, and training. If he has to have surgery, that's really bad. Yeah, we that's not what you need, obviously. A little forearm stiffness, he'll be fine. Dan Dunning's going to be all good to go here, Harry. Stay stay positive. Give me the... I'm, I'm sorry, the Sox are going to be good this year. They're going to be fun to watch. Well, and Eloy's going to be up here, you know, before you know it, and this is going to be a fun team to watch. Well, it's... It, I don't know if they'll be good or if they won't be good, but I look forward to seeing Eloy up there 
every day. I like to. I look forward to seeing Yoan Moncada making some big steps, hopefully at third base. I'm looking forward to seeing Tim Anderson take another step in his development. I'm looking forward to perhaps having one of the uh, maybe getting Zach Collins up here at some point. Yeah, I would. I would like to see that happen. I'm looking forward to seeing Lucas Giolito take the next step. Nick, I'm telling you, Nick Madrigal will be up this year as well. I'm looking forward to reconnecting with the Adam Angle family as well, which was one of my favorite moments. <laughs> Mr. Angle. Mr. and Mrs. That was awesome. Hey, uh, Sox fans, be here for the home opener Thursday, April 4th. It's at 110 as your White Sox take on the Seattle Mariners. For the first 20,000 fans, you get to take home a long-sleeve White Sox shirt presented by CIBC. Get your tickets today at WhiteSox.com. The White Sox Newborn Club is the perfect gift for the newest member of your family. The package includes a Southpaw onesie and hat, a White Sox bib, and a customized White Sox birth certificate. Trumple like that. Purchase yours today at WhiteSox.com slash newborn. I can't wait to give you and Chelsea one of these. Thank you very much, Harry. We appreciate that. Let's not uh, put the cart in front of the horse there, Harry. Team, thank you. Appreciate you. Have you thought of names yet? Uh, Mark Jr. Mark Jr. <laughs> is, is Jewish it, people don't it, junior it up. It, it, these rules that people make, I, I just don't, I don't know if I believe in them. Yes. Hey, hey, real fast, we wrap how about, up. How about Sebi? Sebi's not bad. Yeah. Sebi's not bad. Nine two socks as they go to the ninth, leading the Rangers just real quickly. Uri Garcia is one for two today with an RBI. Yohan Moncada, one for four. Jose Abreu is one for three with an RBI. Uh, Brian McCann with a couple RBIs going one for three, now hitting 389 on the spring. Eloy, 0 for three, and now hitting 130. And, uh, yeah, that sort of takes you through the most of it. Tim Anderson, one for three, now hitting 480 on the spring. Yolmer was three for three today, Harry, 381. Gotta like that. Yep, and Ryan Cordell, two for three, up to 292. Four innings for Ronaldo Lopez, three hits, one run. It was earned, walk two, struck out seven. So that gets you up to date. All right, that'll do it for White Sox Weekly. Carmen Harry with you. Coming up here at 5 o'clock with you till 6.30, Blackhawks in Dallas. We will... Get that rolling and get your check of news in two minutes on 720 WGN.